Welcome to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com, dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. Serving leaders, managers, and people who will be, helping you reach excellence in your work and achieve your personal goals at the same time. Sign up for the free course at clearandopen.com. You're the person who chooses which to be at any given moment. I said that. If you can choose which to be, you must not be any one of them. I can't do what I'm doing right now. This is technically technical work and write a blog in the same day. I mean, I could, but it, it just grinds because it's a totally different mindset. Hi, it's Joseph, and thanks for tuning in to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com. People talk a lot about shifting mindsets, but is it possible to change your mindset too often or in ways that get in your way? In our technologically enabled, busy world, most people find themselves not only doing a lot of different things, but doing things that require different mindsets. In this episode, you'll learn about one of the most common and invisible causes of chronic overwhelm and what you can do to eliminate it. This episode begins a four-part series that are excerpts from the conclusion of the live course I taught in the summer of 2017 called Open to Excellence. In the beginning of the conversation, there are references to something called ABE lists. That's a list of attitudes, behaviors, and energies. It's a tool that was part of the course. As I record this in this very moment, the process of turning the recordings into an online course is underway. So be sure to stay tuned to hear more about that release. Speaking of courses, I am very excited to announce that the next live course entitled Clear the Issue begins on September 7th. I'm going to teach you how to solve any problem. No joke. Think it's impossible? I'll prove it to you in 11 weeks. So for more information, please go to clearandopen.com slash clear dash the dash issue. Clearandopen.com slash clear the issue with hyphens in it. Uh, The course is free to current members. So if you've been thinking about becoming a member, now is a great time to jump in. Again, that address is clearandopen.com slash clear dash the dash issue. Okay, enough of my yapping. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Let's dive into the conversation. So I have a little bit of a show and tell. Maybe I'll pull out later, but I wanted to see if there were any post-course digestions, questions, maybe this, maybe we do a month or so or a few meetings on excellence course, the epilogue, you know, the appendices that didn't make it in the main book. Sometimes the appendices are the best part of a book. It's on your minds. Mine is that I don't feel like there's really a completion of it. It just kind of started. But okay, well, that's, that sounds important. You mean because I left the course somehow dangling like a cliffhanger or because there's so much more for you to do or some combination thereof? The second one, like in, I think in terms of looking at the AB uh, ease and refining them and thinking about them more, just, yeah, it's, it's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's it's intentional, right? You know, a lot of these things are just things that you're going to be working on for your entire life, right? If you so choose. These are things that don't necessarily conclude immediately, for sure. 
ABEs is, is something that's a tool you can use for the rest of your life. I've been using it for 10 years and I don't see any end to it. You know, if you are so fortunate because of your hard work that you're able to erase something from your ABE list because the attitude, the shadow attitude, behavior, or energy is forever gone, it's just going to be replaced by something else, probably. Maybe the maybe over time the list gets smaller and smaller and smaller, right? You'd want that. So it starts to, in the end, just be a simple haiku. So, you know, it leads to the idea of, um, let me say a little bit about the idea of finishing. There are different ways of relating to finishing or completion. And uh, we can use Emith's technician, manager, and entrepreneur model to, to talk about that. The technician, the doer, the you know, the heads down, get to work kind of mentality, the interested in, in, well, getting things done. So from the technician perspective, it's not done unless it's forever done. You know, it's just like done. I don't have to think about it again. But from a higher level perspective, like the manager, for example, the manager sees everything as a work in progress. You know, a manager in a in a business like the technician, say like a programmer for something, uh, for example, in a business, the programmer says, okay, I got the code done. Here's the program. And the manager would say, great, you got 1.0 done. There will be more, right? But the technician doesn't want to necessarily think that way because like they were focused on getting it done. And it's not that that's bad. When you're in technician mode, you want to think in terms of getting it done. It's not helpful if you're writing a piece of code to be thinking about the 10 iterations that are going to have to follow over the next five years, <laughs> right? That would suck. You'd be overwhelmed. So that's not helpful. But the manager perspective is, well, this is never going to be done. We're going to constantly iterate and improve because we're going to learn stuff. That's their job. What And then the entrepreneurial thinking would be like, well, one day, we're not even going to use this. We're going to replace it with something completely different. And both the technician and the manager would go, well, what's that going to be? And the entrepreneur says, I don't know yet. What's the problem? Because neither the technician or the manager are comfortable with that. Now, one day, we'll have a robot doing this. What? And why are we doing this? Now? Well, I don't know. We're just we're doing the way we're doing. Keep going. right? So all three of those perspectives get it done forever. It'll constantly iterate. And one day, none of this will be necessary. We'll do something completely different. Can you embody all three of those at the same time? Or can you choose which one to embody in any given moment, depending on what's called for? I feel like that is the constant war in my head. <laughs> what you just described. What, what described the war? Well, because my job often takes me through the path of all of those things. And so I, and I have that with myself. I find myself getting bored sometimes. And I, those three voices start, well, what you really want to be doing with your life is over here. No, no. I just want a job I can finish. I want to just sit down and do something. No, 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 no. Yeah. All these big ideas. Like I I hear those three voices in my head, especially when I get not busy. (laughs) When I get not busy. Okay. And now which one of those voices is you? Um, well, the technician I feel like is, is partially the, just the thing that keeps me from, from being me. 
it, it likes to just stay busy. So it's not but you. Okay. It's, We're not, gonna, it's not where it's this not is going to be process of elimination. I can see. Okay. So the, so the technician is not you. Okay. That leaves manager and entrepreneur. Right. So it's between the other two. I don't know. It was funny. I was talking to a woman I hadn't seen in a couple of years the other night. And she said, Oh, right. Remember that nonprofit that you used to run here and the, the work that you did, it's still in the hospitals. We're seeing all the changes in the hospitals still from the, what, you know, from the impact that you had. And I quit that a year and a half ago. And it just, my brain was like, Oh my God, I miss doing that. I miss being able to have that level of involvement in my community and, and, you know, being able to come up with ideas where we were shaking up the entire system of how the hospitals were dealing with, you know, women coming in to have children. And just, I mean, Mm -hmm. that was that fire Mm -hmm. that I felt that again. Which part of you likes that fire? The part that likes just thinking, coming up with, you know, being able to influence things. Being able to create effect change. Okay. Let's go back to the original question, which yeah. was, which, which part is you? Does anybody know how that was actually a trick question? It's a trick question. It's, it's, one, of, it's so, one of my favorite trick questions. I almost laughed out loud. Say again. I was going to say, I feel like it's like all of it is you. Right. <laughs> and... And none of it. Yes. It's my favorite trick question. I love, though, how your brain goes to the different places because it satisfies something. Mm -hmm. Each of those satisfies something. Did anybody else hear, actually, about a couple minutes before I asked the trick question, I gave the answer away. Anybody notice that? I said that you're not three, not, not any of the three. So the interesting listening exercise, if anybody heard that, because I actually said it. You're the person who chooses which to be at any given moment. I said that. If you can choose which to be, you must not be any one of them. So you're all of them in that they're all available to you. You choose to operate. But if, they're, if you're all of them, then you can't be any of them because you can choose in which one to operate. Mm-hmm. That's so the answer. I said, so then who are we? Oh, that's a bigger question we need. To to. I'm not taking that existential bait. Yeah. You guys, you hook me into talking about metaphysics. You'll be dissatisfied and cognitively dissonant at the end of the call, and then I'll get in trouble. So, so if, this- you find yourself, if you find yourself in a place in your life or a job or whatever it is where you're, you are relying too heavily on one of those operators... At the cost, at the cost of you know the others not being able to provide their sense of satisfaction to you. I mean, it's I just this is what I find is this this battle okay. of actually liking parts of all of them. Yes, that's the hook. Yeah, that's the hook. So okay, so let's let's back up for a second. This is actually a really big and, and common issue. So the first thing to understand as a sort of context here is switching between the mindsets is work. It's not easy, and it's a common cause of chronic overwhelm. Have you ever been in a situation where like, you're cleaning your desk or a closet or a room or whatever, and you, you keep thinking about how you need new furniture or really the whole thing needs to be restructured? 
even though your goal in that moment is just to clean up the existing structure, but you keep going to, ah, but I really want, you know, I need a desk like this and this shouldn't even be a closet. And you're, you're wanting to redesign the whole thing. That's a problem. What's going on there is you're vacillating in between the technician mindset that's just trying to get a job done and the manager who wants to improve on whatever the system is. When you try to do both of those at once, it creates friction because you can't really. It's a, kind of, um, it's a kind of multitasking. Or another version of this is when you're going back and forth between like, uh, for example, replying to emails and working on some kind of high-level strategic document like a budget or a proposal or whatever. This is one of the reasons why checking your email, uh, processing your email all at once the way I teach it and many other people do, one of the reasons why it works is because processing an email is a very specific kind of mindset. Delegate, defer, delete, do. Delegate, defer, delete, do. And then you get into that rhythm. Just like uh, cleaning out old files or something, why I like to prescribe that people do it. You know, Spend a weekend just going through all your files. Get into that rhythm. One of the reasons why that works is sort of the metaphysics behind those kinds of... Um, organizational tactics is because changing mindset is problematic. Try to create a 12-month budget where you're getting interrupted by you know, someone who has a technical question every 10 minutes. You will fail. You can't do it. Why? Because they're changing, you're having to change gears every time. So it's a time management principle and a focus management principle in one way, but it's also a, a workday strategy, workday, structure, principle. So look at the way you typically run a day and notice where you're blending getting stuff done work with higher level thinking work. And stop doing that. Because especially in smaller companies, what tends to happen is, you know, it's like if you work for Microsoft, You'd be a technician, a manager, or an entrepreneur, probably, and unlikely a blend of the three, right? Either you're responsible for what Microsoft looks like 12 months from now, whether it has to do with mobile or you know, the OS or whatever, and you're planning that, or you're fixing bugs right now, or you're managing the people who are fixing bugs right now, right? It's going to be clearly delineated. But when you're in a smaller company, usually you have a blend, and that's a huge cause of chronic overwhelm. Because most managers in smaller companies, you know, like 200 people or less, most managers in smaller companies are also doing technical work. Technicians are often having to do some managerial work. Everybody's often having to think about the future. So you end up with all three of those things. And then it looks normal because everybody's doing that. And then you wonder why you're so damn tired at five o'clock. So the solution is to try to organize your time by the kind of thinking that you're doing. Like, don't do any strategic thinking in the morning, for example, or do all of your strategic thinking in the morning. And just notice where you shift gears. One way you can do this is simply by time logging uh, and then label, have a column on a time log. And time log is just this time, time started this activity time started this activity. You don't even need an end time because the next start time is the end time for the last thing, right? Really simple. Start time, activity, start time, activity. But then add a third column for, is it technician, manager, or entrepreneurial thinking? TM&E, 
right? And if you see a lot of changes in that column between T, M, and E, you'll know that's how you're causing yourself chronic overwhelm. So like days when I write, for example, blogs or, you know, plans for courses and stuff, I don't talk to people. I can't do what I'm doing right now. This is technically technical work and write a blog in the same day. I mean, I could, but it, it just grinds because it's a it's totally a different mindset. So I don't even try. Why would I do that? So I have a segment. I write my blogs on Monday afternoon and I try not to meet with people on Monday morning. So it's just a strategic day. I just set that aside. Thanks for listening to Manage to Engage, the clear and open podcast. Join us next week when you'll be a little bit closer to who you're destined to be. Until then, know that Clear and Open is dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. Be sure to visit clearandopen.com for the latest tools, articles, and free resources to help you on your journey. Thanks for listening and bye for now.